0: It was a bright, breezy, early autumn day as he stood on the front porch with his Chick-fil-A sweet tea in one hand. Clearly it wasn't a Sunday. It was going to be a lazy day. Maybe drive a few golf balls at the range or trim a hedge around the drive. Not much work to do today because the work has already been done. It was just time to wait until the harvest was ready and reap what looked to be a pretty healthy harvest. The summer had been better than good. Plenty of rain, even more sunshine. As he turned to take hold of the screen door to go back inside, he could hear the frantic voices of his farmhands, who ran up to the two-story farmhouse out of breath, and they exclaimed, Sir, sir, the field where you planted the seed, it's full full of weeds. Where, Where in the world did they come from? The farmer took a sip of his sweet tea, and he replied, An enemy has done this. The farmhands turned from surprise to angry. You, you want us to pull up all the weeds? We'll do it. You, you can't allow good and bad to grow in the same field. We'll we'll pull up the weeds, leave the weed. Everything will be as good as golden grain. Now, I'm no farmer, but that sounds like a good idea to me. You can't let weeds and wheat grow together. I expect the farmer to agree, but he didn't. He said no, because if you do that, you'll destroy the wheat in the process. I'll tell you what. Let them both grow until the harvest, and at the harvest, put the wheat in the barn, bundle the weeds, and burn them. Then, without missing a beat, Jesus went on to tell another parable, and then another. And when he finished the third one, the disciples were so intrigued about the first one, they stopped him. Lord, would you (laughs) do us a favor? Can you go back about a couple stories and explain to us the weeds and wheat? We are absolutely lost. And Jesus, in his grace and patience, broke out the dry erase board and markers and explained this lesson to his curious twelve. And I will do my very best to do the same right after this. Good day to you, Simplify listeners. You're listening to L.J. Harry. I'm your host, and you're listening to Weeds and Wheat on Simplify. The farmer. Now that's the son of man. Jesus told them, I'm the farmer, boys. When you've seen me, you've seen the farmer. And I sow good seed. And the disciples thought, oh yeah, yeah, you are the farmer. That's right, you're the sower. We heard that Simplify episode last week. Now the field, that's the world. The wheat, those are the children of the kingdom of God. And the weeds, those are the children of the wicked one. The enemy is the devil. The reapers are the angels. Now that's a lot to keep track of, which is why we have whiteboards. And one day, the Lord will send his angels to gather the wheat, the righteous. But the weeds, the wicked, will be judged. For the righteous, what a day that will be. But for the wicked, what a fearful day that will be. Jesus told this same truth so many different ways, so many different times. Simply stated, Jesus is coming back for his church. Besides the Bible, Martin Luther said it best. I have two days on my calendar, this day and that day. The only two days that really matter are this day and that day and this day really matters because it's another opportunity to be ready for that day. That day will be a day like all others, but a day like none other, when Jesus comes back. If you haven't started living for Jesus, start today. If you have started living for Jesus, keep living for him. You will be eternally glad on that day you're right with God on this day. At first glance, this story seems to major in judgment and minor in mercy. But when we look closer, the parable is spoken from a Savior whose nail-scarred hands and feet and spear-riven sides show that he majors in mercy and he minors in judgment. And one of the most comforting points of the parable is that the farmer, Jesus, is still in control even when it feels like the field, the world, is out of control. When I woke up this morning, I scrolled through my newsfeed and I flipped through the stories about Ukraine The refugees fleeing from Ukraine, the nuclear power plant taken over by the Russian forces. We read about rising gas prices and violence and mental illness and drug abuse. And just quick note, you probably won't read much about revival in the Ukraine, but it's happening. God is at work. And it looks like nobody's at the helm steering this wicked world that is spiraling out of control and nobody can do anything about it. But even though there is evil mixed among the good, there is sin sown alongside holiness. God started it all. It's his field. He's going to end it all. And he knows about everything that's happening in between. And God is, has always been, will always be in control. He's the farmer. And it is his field. The disciples were wide-eyed when Jesus said, The field is the world. Oh, that's a mighty big place. You sure you're in control of it all? Well, I've read the deed to this ginormous world, and it reads this, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. So yes, it's his field, and yes, he's in control. So where does the wicked come from? Well, that's a good question. And the wicked one is the next picture Jesus draws on the whiteboard. He's just as cunning as he is cowardly. He's the guy who sowed the weeds among the wheat. He wanted to get back at the farmer for something. And he knew that the farmer loves his field. His life was his field. It was his living. He might even lay down his life for his field. But he knew the farmer wouldn't let him do anything he wanted to to the field, so he waited until it was dark. And under the cowardly cover of darkness, he crept into the field and sowed weeds among the wheat. Now, I'm no farmer, but I would think he would have gotten some sweeter, faster revenge if he just set the field ablaze. Then creep away, pop some popcorn, and watch it burn. But he didn't because he didn't have that kind of power. You remember? The farmer's in control. There is no devil, not even the devil, who has the power to destroy us, because God won't let him. The farmer's in control. So what he did then, and what he does now, is he sows evil among the good. He sows weeds among the wheat. Now, these weren't just your household, oh, we got weeds in the garden again. These were known as darnel. Darnel looked exactly like wheat, but it wasn't. Darnell was poisonous. Darnell gives you vertigo. Darnell makes you dizzy, makes you nauseous. Stumbling around in circles with no direction, no firm footing. But there was virtually no way to know what was weed and what was wheat. You had to wait until the weeds and wheat matured. Then, then you could tell the one from the other. But by the time they reached that stage, their roots were so interwoven, to pluck up the weeds would be to destroy the wheat. The devil knows he can't take us out. So his best way to win revenge on the farmer is to plant sin among the saints in hopes some of them will bite. What presents the most disturbing part of the parable is the seeds don't represent what's, they represent who. Not plants, people. The wheat are the children of the kingdom, but the weeds are the children of the wicked one. And in this life and in this world, even in church, weeds will grow among the wheat, and there's nothing you or I can do could do, or should do about it. These farmhands were livid. They said, well, let us, Adam, Lord, we'll pluck every weed out of your field. We'll make it as pure as the day it was planted. Just say the word, and the weeds are gone. And the farmer said, no. Does God sow the weeds? No. Is it his will that there are weeds? No. Does God condone sin? No. Does God love sinners? Absolutely. And as long as there is a chance for them to hear his word, and feel His Spirit, and taste His grace, He will not pluck out the weeds until He absolutely has to. Some of you may look around on Sunday and ask, Why do they even come here? They don't worship, they don't pray, they don't go to the altar. But none of us have a master's degree in distinguishing weeds from the wheat. When sinners come through the doors of the sanctuary to find sanctuary in His sanctuary, it's not our job to tell them whether they're welcome in the field or not. Leave that to the farmer. We have no idea when someone comes to church services the first time, or a social, or a small group, whether they will grow up to be wheat or a weed. And there is no in between. We will grow to be one or the other. But lest you think God called you or me to pluck up the weeds from the wheat, take a look in the mirror. We're not the farmer. We're not even the farmhands. We're not even the reapers. God did not put a sickle in our hand for us to winnow out the weeds of the wheat, because in this parable, we don't even have hands. We are the wheat. Our calling is to grow where he planted us and leave the judging to him. If hospitals worked like some churches I've seen, everyone inside their walls would be healthy. And that's great, isn't it? They could pat themselves on the back and line their walls with plaques and look at all the awards they've won for everybody inside being healthy. Everybody here is healthy and well. Yes, sir, no disease, no disorders inside these walls. Our ER is completely clean and clear. Everyone here is whole. All the while, sick people die on their doorstep, clawing at their locked doors because the doctors forgot they were called to heal the sick, not just celebrate the well. Please, don't try to pluck the weeds from the wheat. We don't know how to, and we're not called to. Let's love the people all around us, and let's leave the judging to him. Our job, do what God called us to do. Grow where he planted us, and be ready for that great and glorious day when he calls us home. Would you pray with me right now? I want to pray that God would help us to be ready for his coming, and also help us to love the people who are around us, whether weeds or wheat. It doesn't matter because it's not our job to know the difference. It's just our job to love people, help disciple them, and help them to get ready for heaven. Jesus, I thank you today. You have been so good to us. You have saved us. You have set us free. You have delivered us from so much. You have been so good to us, God. You are so kind, so merciful. Thank you for planting us in your field. Thank you for this wonderful promise and hope we have of going home one day to be with you. I thank you, Jesus. I do pray, help us. Help us to grow where you planted us. Help us to live a life that brings you glory and honor. And help us to love the people around us, not to judge them, not to try to determine their motives or determine their future, but simply to love them, to care for them, and leave the judging up to you. I do pray in every church, God, in every listener, in every life, you would help us to love you and help us to trust you to know what you're doing concerning weeds and wheat. I give praise and honor to you, Jesus. If there's anything judgmental in us, please forgive us. Take it out of us and help us to love you and love others in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you so much, Simplify listeners. I hope this episode's been a help to you. Click subscribe. You'll never miss an episode anytime they drop, or be sure to click share and share with others so they can hear and be a part of this episode and this podcast so they can continue to grow in their relationship with Jesus. A couple of resources I'd like to tell you about. Simplify the devotional and 10 words, a practical look at the 10 commandments, both available at pentecostalpublishing.com and both available on Amazon. And 10 words is available now to listen on audible. So you can listen rather than read if you choose to do so. Next week, We're going to take a look at another one of the stories Jesus told, and this one is called The Unforgiving Servant. I'm looking forward to sharing that with you next week, and always look forward to walking closer with Jesus as we walk through Simplify.